there. Welcome to Healthy-ish, your podcast from body and soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley, and today I'm speaking with neuropsychotherapist and relationship counsellor Joanne Wilson about cheating. Now, we keep our Healthy-ish episodes quite short, but if you want to hear today's full interview, where Joe actually talks about the concept of love languages, you search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your awesome podcasts. Joe, welcome to Healthy-ish. Well, I just have to ask you this straight out. Why do people cheat? Well, what a great question. All sorts of reasons, but I find the most interesting one um, I notice when I'm working with couples in the counselling room is lack of self-love. It's often, you know, that that key phrase, it's not me, it's you, is often translated to that exact same reason that to look for someone else, for someone else's adoring eyes when maybe the relationship isn't nurtured is often a key reason why people will look outwards for a fresh um, ego boost. Um, So, you know, it's my responsibility to turn up in my relationship um, as the best version of me. And if either partner isn't doing that, that can often lead to, well, yeah, I'm feeling a bit down on myself, so I'll go and look somewhere else and see if um, someone else will give that to me. Yeah, Mm. good answer. Now, I mean, as you say, cheating is not a black and white. There are many reasons, many shades of grey while people why as to why people cheat I mean are there any kind of telltale signs I mean I think you know we can all maybe we've all experienced this and we know deep down in our gut that someone might be cheating but are there any way any signs or you know things that we can go they are actually cheating on us yeah well yeah there's I mean there's so many reasons why and I think the interesting thing to note is that when I'm working with what we call in a nice way, the betrayer, for example, is the person who's betrayed <laughs> someone's trust, or whatever, is that they don't think of the consequences. So I think we have to, you know, every single time, I don't think I've ever had a client that went, oh, no, I thought that through and I knew that my children would be affected and I knew that my wife would sink into a depression or my husband would subsequently leave me. It's really fascinating that they're very much caught in the moment and the immediate sense of um, adoration or that immediate sense of what, is going to fulfill me. But if you'll notice, you know, the signs I've got, like there's about 10 things you can look for in that gray zone of why people, or if your partner is cheating. And I guess the main one is that there, it leaks out of you. They're, their behaviour would change in some shape or form and it's often that the partner isn't trusting their gut instincts or they're not so intuitive or they're so distracted with their work or often children that they're not seeing the signs. But I find it really fascinating that more often than not, the cheating person will start to criticise and attack their partner for no apparent reason and that to me is that real leaking out of you like when clients of mine are holding secrets or you know not resolving conflict or have you know long held it's this cognitive dissonance which is a really interesting term it's that internal uh, tension when you're acting against your values and that translates to yeah feeling crabby being teary, being just not the best version of yourself. And that's usually a real telltale sign, along with the common ones like the phone is always attached to them, the phone is always face down. Um, Your partner might become, you know, a little bit unreachable at certain times, but people will go to great lengths to cover up their infidelity and it's exhausting. I don't know how they do it personally because it takes a lot of effort to do it and some people are quite experts I must say. 
Right. Oh, yes. I'm sure you've got some good stories about <laughs> ways that people have covered up their tracks when it comes to cheating. Now, let's just say, you know, there's not. it's not about sex, just emotional cheating. And especially, you know, nowadays with the phone, you're right. You know, you can hide so much on a phone. How can, what if we're the one who's doing this emotional cheating where we've taken that flirting a bit too far with someone, you know, in the DMs or on the text or, you know, it does it make you a bad person and how can you, you know, pull yourself up and, and check in with yourself that think, okay, this is stepping beyond the line. This isn't right. I think a really good, if you're in, you know, a stereotypical monogamous traditional relationship, for example, a good rule to have is a friend of the marriage is a friend of each person or vice versa. So as a married woman, if I have a male friend, my husband knows about them. He's a friend of theirs as well. He might not see my male friend as much as I do, but they're in constant contact. So that's sort of a good, um, I guess, ground rule. So with this gray area, it's a worksheet that I go through with uh, most couples because they're often in denial about whether it was an emotional affair or not. So a good ground rule is a a friend of um, each person is a friend of the marriage, for example. So if I am going for walks with um, another male person that my husband knows them or are friends with them and they might not see that person as much um, as I do, but we each know about each other's friends. So that's a good place to start if you're in a traditional monogamous uh, relationship. But I do go through a couple of things that if you are having contact with this person outside of friendly hours, if you talk about the difficulties in your current relationship with this other person, if they dominate your thoughts and become the first person that you call and that they get you, and you just start find yourself comparing them um, to your partner, it's a bit of a telltale sign that you're having an emotional affair. And look, to be honest, lying by omission counts. I think some people will often see that as a bit of a, oh, well, it doesn't count because, you know, I wasn't lying. But if you're omitting information, yeah. that's all telltale sign yeah so what can you bounce back from cheating can a relationship actually you know move on move forward yeah it's that common line can leopards change their spots and if they didn't i guess i would have to turn off the lights in my counseling room today (laughs) (laughs) so yeah people can recover that's my job as a relationship therapist um every day in the counseling room i am presented with these beautiful people um who have made mistakes one or both of them and it's really interesting i think the the greatest approach as a relationship therapist is to treat the betrayer um, as someone who has a made a mistake and wasn't thinking of the consequences at the time. But I really treat them with a lot of love and care because they're often feeling very guilt-ridden. They're feeling very shameful and they're starting to realise the consequences of their behaviour. So I think often the injured partners often are very appreciative of that because they also can be to blame. So I think it's really helpful to think about, you know, was the injured partner or the person who was betrayed, how have they contributed to this? And and I think it's it's quite beautiful when these people front up as well with their partner saying, well, I actually was distant. I had focused on the children. I had spent, you know, our business bent down. So we spent, you know, I spent all my time thinking about that and had lost the attention to my partner. I left my wife with the children at home on her own for years on end and didn't really think about it. There's so many different reasons. Um, but, yeah, it takes two to tango. Yeah, absolutely. So is there, what's your top tip for safeguarding a relationship? Well, I suppose your top tip for a healthy relationship um, to perhaps guard it against cheating. 
Yeah, well, this one is often not appreciated, but I like to say turn up as the best version of yourself. And if you were taught trim and terrific and you've had, you know, children and you've, you know, you've put on a bit of weight, that's completely normal. And for either of you, you get the dad bods and the mum bods and <laughs> all sorts of health reasons. I think that that's reasonable, but you can still invest in eating healthily, sleeping well, not staying up till two in the morning watching, you know, TV and, you know, rolling off the couch and not spending that quality time with your partner. So it's a daily intention. And how do you safeguard against infidelity is, yes, spend um, some time. It's a daily intention to be a good partner. You're going to have the rough times, but every day I feel like I need to wake up and say I'm going to be a great wife today, the best I can be, even when I don't feel like it and when I'm mad at my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because that's normal. We don't always agree but it's my intention to nurture it, to be kind and respectful. And that's often a very boring, very unscientific aspect of my relationship therapy is reminding couples about respect and kindness and all the things that they did at the start to hook that person in when the oxytocin was flowing. It's like, well, where's that now? So yeah, don't pop your um, your partner in your implicit memory. It's that one where you learned to ride a bike and now you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to make sure that you're continually refining your skills about bike riding or in this case about your relationship skills yeah joe great advice thanks for coming on healthy-ish my pleasure if you like this chat with joanne wilson we have more that's right on our big sister podcast extra healthy-ish it's a new podcast from body and soul that gives you that little bit extra in your day for your mind body and soul we publish a new episode of extra healthy-ish every morning monday to Thursday. For more, head to bodyandsoul.com.au or jump on Instagram or Facebook. Thanks again for joining us on this chat with Joe. If you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.